Chapter 1, Wednesday, 2nd October, 1811, Meryton, Hertfordshire. He was by far the handsomest man she had ever seen. Tall and broad-shouldered, with dark wavy hair, curls flirting at the back of his collar, and sapphire eyes that sparkled in the myriads of candles lighting the assembly. Elizabeth Bennet, like the others in attendance, watched his progress as his party entered the room. His clothes were of the finest materials, and the fit was excellent. She wondered whether he was a fastidious man. He looked the part. Elizabeth glanced to her sister Jane to determine where her eyes rested. The red-haired gentleman. Good. She loved her sister dearly. If Jane was interested in the taller man, who the whispers of the assembly announced was Mr Fitzwilliam Darcy of Pemberley in Derbyshire, Elizabeth would gaze at him no more. Since this was not the case, her eyes again drifted his way as the group walked through the crowd. Besides Mr Divinely Attractive and the red-haired man, two other men and two women accompanied the party. It was simple to surmise one of the pairs was married by their deliberate movements to ignore each other. Eliza, I believe you will have to restrain your two youngest siblings when they spy the officer's red coat. Charlotte Lucas, who was seated on the other side of Elizabeth, had a practical mind. They were long-time friends, in spite of the seven-year difference in age. She, too, was surreptitiously studying the newcomers. Any unmarried man would be ideal prey for the abundance of maidens in attendance. Elizabeth's eyes alighted to the officer behind Mr Heavenly Visage. He had a pleasant, welcoming smile, with a touch of the sardonic. Like Mr Stately Sculpted, his brow was furrowed. Elizabeth could not help but wonder whether he had seen action on the continent. The colonel was ruggedly handsome, with bronze skin, indicating many hours spent out of doors. He was not as tall as Mr Overtly Gorgeous, yet the shoulders of his uniform were just as broad. Neither man looked as if they needed padding to enhance their physique. Elizabeth watched the officer's easy smile as his eyebrows rose at something Mr Sublimely Appealing said. She immediately judged him as a man whom she might find much delight in knowing. Was he a second son to have chosen the military as a career? Yes, Charlotte, I believe you are correct she said, sighing. Her younger sisters, Kitty and Lydia, were uncontrolled, ill-mannered, and far too young to be out in public. Nonetheless, their mother insisted they be let loose at age fifteen to hunt down and capture a husband. The girls had long been fond of a man in uniform. The colonel would undoubtedly become the object of their attention. Elizabeth turned to look closely at her friend, only to find Charlotte's eyes lingering on the colonel. She smiled to herself. It was, as she had hoped, no interest in Mr. Fabulously Elegant. Sweeping her eyes around the room, she spied Charlotte's father headed in their direction, most likely to retrieve his daughter for an introduction to the new arrivals. I believe you are about to be summoned, Charlotte. Now, as Mamma would say, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Both young women chuckled. Yet both knew with clarity why their mothers acted so. Only if their daughters married or sought work as a governess or companion would their families be relieved of their support. As her friend walked away, Elizabeth again looked around the room. An interesting drama unfolded. 
The set had ended, so the noise had diminished as the dancing couples moved to find refreshment or their next partner. Voices carried across the room. Come, Kitty and Lydia. Jane, smile. He's looking your way. Mary, oh, where is that Mary? said a flustered and frantic Mrs. Bennet. Lizzie can meet them later. Girls, come. Our neighbours from Netherfield Park have arrived. Come. The lack of fashion and good taste is appalling, said the young lady in the puce dress to the woman who was endeavouring to keep up with her. They were two of the new arrivals. How could Charles possibly want to settle in Hertfordshire? There is no one here of quality. Even a moment of time spent in their company would be a hardship. Unless our brother and his friends stand up with us, I fear I shall not dance this evening, as Gilbert has gone to the card room. I shall not be able to roust him out.'